Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. Is that deep enough, Nikki? How's that voice? It's better. It's better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our guest, Jordan, had a really sexy sounding voice on his mic, and I had to one-up his game. I don't think I did it justice, but Jordan, how you doing, man? doing, man? Oh, see, now he's cutting it out. You're cutting it out. You moved it. Blew up the intro of how sexy your voice sounded. Now we can't hear you at all. You're unplugged somehow. That's right. Nikki can hear me. How do I sound? I Nikki? can hear you. All I was just going to let this play out. Just see it all went down. <laughs> you know me. It's all about how I feel about how I sound. So that's all that matters. So, you know, I am um, sorry. Oh, yes. Should be back. Oh, <gasps> welcome yes. back. Welcome back. Like an amateur hour in here. I apologize. You guys just want to like, I don't know, maybe call Dale King and just start. just. Yeah. Have him fill in for the rest of the <laughs> Paul Trimley. We'll get all the affiliate guys in here. It'd be great. <laughs> Listen, if we wanted to get great audio, we would not start with Dale. As much as I love Dale, he'd be calling in from West Virginia. And that's the one thing you don't get in West Virginia is excellent internet connection. So good for him though. How you been, man? Uh, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, busy. It ebbs and flows. Like it's uh I mean, you guys are, are pretty hip to the CrossFit space. There's a lot going on and a lot changing. And HQ is trying to do a ton to serve the affiliates, serve the competitors, right? It's just, it's a lot all the time, I'm finding. I dig it. Cross, I like CrossFit has a I lot going with. on. I had no idea. No clue. No I know. Clue. We're pretty good at HQ at, like, keeping it under wraps. Like, it, you know, it's just, it's smooth sailing all the time. Uh, streamlined operations, top to bottom, buttoned up 100%. Um, it's kind of how we roll. And so I know it just really shakes people up when they find out like that, that there's, you know, any bumps in the road, so to speak. Yeah, no, of course. I feel the same way about the broadcast. So easy all the time. So smooth. No, no humps at all to get over. And, you know, it's, uh, it's always perfect, really. Yeah. So you guys totally get it. You totally get it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Jordan, give, uh, give our listeners some background. So I ran into Jordan in, uh, where were we, dude? Where were we? Columbus, Columbus, I think. Columbus, Ohio. And I ran into Jordan, like everyone else, he's like, oh, my God, I love you so much, Willie. You're my idol. And that's how we became friends. Just like oh, they're just really? immediate friends. And uh, I'm like, yeah, come on the show. And he blew me off for Disneyland last week, and now here he is. So I did. I apologize for that. Although my kids <laughs> tell, everybody, tell, tell everyone what you do for CrossFit, though. you got a big job over there. Yeah, so I am the Western Regional Manager, which means I work alongside Paul Tremblay in the East. And we both report to Austin Maliolo, so some OGs on the team. And I support affiliates west of the Mississippi. This could be anything from just answering some basic questions. I get some easy, you know, kind of hitting off the T stuff to harder, more complicated things. But really trying to help affiliates find, in my words, personal and professional success. How do you as an affiliate owner? We like you know, most of us. I own a gym as well. I've had a it'll be 15 years in September, and most oh. of us we got into it because we love it, right? And that part that box gets checked every single day. But for some people, they're working too many hours or they're not making enough money or both, or they you know, have staffing issues or learning to be a manager. And so our goal on this team is to help shore that up as much as possible. Some of that comes from tools like the playbook or roundtables. Some of it comes from just in-person conversations, the affiliate summits. Um, we do welcome webinars now with new affiliates, help them get up to speed on what CrossFit offers to them. And really, how do we help them be better business people, which then allow gives them the space to just be great people, right? This community is full of great people who sometimes get burned out because they are burning the candle at both ends 
And so we're trying to help shore that up. Just describe my life. And I think Nikki's too, because she's been working her ass off for the last two weeks for, for CrossFit, I might add. No, I know. Nikki, you, you guys tired. seem to be everywhere doing everything, like multiple podcasts all the time. She's reporting at every event and writing stuff. And I got to meet the little baby just recently in Knoxville. It was so fun. It was so uh, fun. I, I, I have to admit, I'm a little jealous that you met the baby before I did. I'm you not have not lie. met this child, this beautiful no. child? No. no. That's why I'm so jealous. Like, this is like my godchild. I've seen this baby. Truly from its first breath and I get photos like almost daily and mm-hmm. and I've not met the baby yet and it's a good looking baby which is nice right it's so nice to meet attractive babies because every once in a while you meet one and you're just like oh I don't know what to say nice shoes no no and yeah. you guys Matt and I were fugly <laughs> children like it was bad when my, I first found out I was pregnant I was like oh I'm pregnant and oh my god it's gonna be so hideous like we were both just like not cute until we were I don't know like six eight months and I'm like, just I'm just being real, not being harsh, not being funny, just very real. Um, so when he was born and he was like actually okay looking, we were like, oh thank God. <laughs> have you ever, have, yeah, have you ever met an ugly baby, like a really truly ugly baby, and had to pretend they were yeah, cute? I, I have, one. and it's hard. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's so uh, hard. But I don't. I've definitely called the baby ugly. Like, <laughs> I don't think to like to their parent, like in, in company, right? You're somewhere and you're like. That baby's ugly, right? And everyone's like, yeah, that's an ugly baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not sugarcoat. I think in general, in general, I feel like all babies look like aliens when they're born. Like, they look as sad old men. But, like, usually they get cute around, like, four or five months. So I feel like we're in, this, we're in the queer right now. Like, things are – he's cute. We're good. He's cute. We're good. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, speaking I'm of cuteness, I made it real uncomfortable real fast when I met Nikki and her family. Can we please you know this, John. Can we please her husband, tell what happened? Is so beautiful. He's what a good-looking man. A handsome man. fucking man. He is. Like, what? And I, t- I told him, too, I'm like, look, man, I'm not even usually into ginger dudes, and everything is working here for me right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, what uh, happened was you told, you told me, but in front of him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Matt, this is cool, right, Nikki? Your husband is a beautiful man. And he was He's just like, He's so handsome. Ah. But then, but this is what happened is like, he like, he like looks like, oh, thanks, whatever. And then you walk away and he's like, oh my God, did you hear what he said about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, yeah, I, was I, on, I was on handsome overload because I had just run into, oh, I was, I had just run into Rory McKernan, who arguably awesome. one of the most beautiful people. Yeah. And I then to say, run into Matt, like, it was just. Most handsome man in CrossFit, 100%. <laughs> well, and, and Matt was playing it up. So he, he strategically was down by the cameras with the baby strapped in front. So every time the cameras would go to the exit, there's, there's Matt standing up with Nikki's beautiful baby and mm-hmm. showing off his ginger hair. I'm like, bro, seriously. <laughs> no, bro. he was working the angles. He was definitely working the angles. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. It's so funny because I feel like Matt, like he doesn't like legitimately think that, I don't know that like I do any real work. I feel like, like he gets like, I've been working for the CrossFit broadcast for like eight or nine years, like almost a decade. Right. And like, we've been doing this podcast, John, you and I for a long time. Has it been like four years or something? Mm, About three. Three. Sure. So like, you know, I've been in, I've been around doing things. We have like a couple Instagram followers. Like I'm not the most famous person. Don't get me wrong. But like, I feel like Matt like forgets that I like legitimately work because we go to events and people are like, Oh hey, like you're Nikki. You're like, oh hey, this is your baby. And he's like, people know you. I'm like, yeah, 
Come on. I'm a thing. I'm a thing, bro. Get it together. <laughs> it's not like that, but it's like, it's like, I'm like, not, I'm not going to walk through the grocery store and people going to know who I am. But if I'm at a CrossFit event and you're holding my baby, people are going to know who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, can I tell, sorry. Can I tell a really, like, my head is huge right now story? Yes, that's yes. why we're here. Absolutely. Oh, we got God. together. Okay, so, oh my God. We were walking around Vendor Village in one of the, like, two five-minute breaks I had all weekend. And got to like see the light of day for a minute. And um, we walked by a booth that was manned by Camille and her husband, Dave Lipson. And they were doing like Thunder Bros and Feroz stuff. And it was cool. And Dave was like showing people how to pose and like show off their muscles or whatever. And I was just chatting with Camille about mom stuff. And it was really fun. Their baby was there and she's so cute. And a girl comes up to us and she's like, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you mind if I get a picture? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. Like, give me your camera and come stand over here and I'll take a picture of you and Camille. And she was like, no, no, with you. Yes. And I was like, You're like, Camille, can you hold this camera, please? (laughs) Yes. Wait, are you fucking serious right now? And she was like, yeah, you have my favorite podcast. And I was like, are you sure you don't want a photo with this, like, CrossFit Games champion? Yes. Like, are you sure that is not what you want? I love everything about it. I love everything about the story. I just felt like my face, like, my skin was, like, melting off of my face. I was like elated but also like embarrassed and i was like didn't look over at camille because i was like oh my god don't hate me for this moment i'm so sorry <laughs> hey you have a following nick you have a big following yeah i have a i have there's like five people who know who i am no 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 you have uh you have a very passionate following i'm not, I'm not trying to blow your head up so don't don't get all like egotistical that's my job but you got fans you got real fans and in you, fact yeah, like i'm gonna you let have- you know if I'm there for an experience like that, I'm going to pour gas on that fire. <laughs> like just things like, oh, your ship has sailed. I I did not like relish in the moment the way that I should have because it was a little bit awkward. But no, it, you are right in that like like I I do have a small following and I feel really lucky that like I think the people who are like on my pages or following my content are there like legitimately because they want to because I don't get a lot of the same bullshit that a lot of other people get in terms of like the internet is a hot garbage fire. So it is nice. Cause I do like have like meaningful conversations with people like in comments and DMS about life and CrossFit and especially mom stuff. It's been really cool the last year for sure. Here, here are the followers. I think you have correct me if I'm wrong. Moms that say fuck a lot. That, yes. Accurate. I think that's one. Fuck yeah. Thank you. You have, yeah, you have a lot of those. No, I think you do have a lot of moms yeah. that are like intrigued by your, you know, your most recent journey. Yeah. I think you have a lot of followers that respect what you do on the air with the athletes. Yeah. Um, you have followers that are probably connected because they love those athletes and they see you having access. And so they want access to you, which is part of the game. Oh, they're right? going to be real disappointed to find out I don't have actual access to those athletes. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean, no, no, I don't mean to like, you might not be brunching, but like you're shoulder to shoulder. Like you're yeah. up on the stage. Like I get sweat get on next to them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their and shoulders sweat on my shoulder often. That's true. Yeah. They like, you've had the experience. They want, they just want to be near the experience. Yeah, you know, that's like fair. that's a real thing. It's that's a fair. very, very real that's thing. Fair. Cause I do usually get a lot more followers like around event time. And then like a week later when they realize I just post pictures of like my baby. <laughs> And like <laughs> shitty lifts at the gym, yeah. they're like, "Oh, unfollow, unfollow." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then you have the foot burps. Those are all your For followers. Sure, the foot. You know, all if I if I just up my foot game a tiny bit, I bet I could make us some cash. 
Because the foot you, pervs are coming out of the woodwork for sure. You, you absolutely could. Mm. You could absolutely up up it. Mm. <laughs> Do you have foot well, pervs? Do you guys have foot pervs? No, I don't. I am I am I a foot perv? Or are you saying do I know any? I think I'm, I'm asking if you, if you have, have any. any. I don't want to see pictures of your feet. Oh, I've never been asked. I I don't have nice feet though. Like like. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Okay, I mean, I would I, I would totally indulge a foot perv. Like, is there money in it? <laughs> there is a lot of money, money in it. In it apparently. Yes, yes, there's so much money in it. That which I is one hundred percent. Same. Same, which is why I'm going to adopt the Danny Spiegel method of the next time someone slides into my DMs and they're like, hey, will you send me a picture of your feet? I'll be like, my Venmo is at Nikki Brazier, 500 bucks. You can have all the foot pics you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I would 100%. 100. I would, yep. I would put my feet in things. I would do things with my feet. Ooh, open invitation. <laughs> I would rub wow. my feet on other people's feet for money. You want me to throw your screen name up on the on the screen so everyone can <laughs> John, <laughs> so I, I think put your that, demo up there. I think you need to be his um what what did you call it? His perv manager? Yes. I'm yeah. I'm gonna be a perv manager for everyone and just take 10% of everyone's foot money. It's gonna be great. Hey, you deserve it. That's money well earned. I so, need that I need that toe spacer sponsorship so that I have an oh, excuse. So do I. Mm-hmm. So Jordan, what what were you doing at the Mac? Were you there with the affiliate group? The affiliate uh, group? Yeah, I was there just representing the affiliate side of the organization um right as you guys know right crossfit's got the sports side the yep. gyms the affiliate side and the edu side and so affiliates and edu work together at a lot of these events so they were doing the seminars team had folks out there doing snatch demos and little like kind of teasers for the level one level two and then the affiliate reps were there like some u.s reps were there some of the affiliate support team who really are just like on the end of this anonymous email. So it's really fun for them to get out. Sometimes they'll meet people that they engage with, right? All the, the billion questions that go to affiliate support at CrossFit.com. There's people on the other end of that, but they never get seen, right? They're just all day in their room answering emails. And so it's kind of fun sometimes to get out and like, oh, I get to have face-to-face conversations with the folks that I'm supporting. So yeah, just out there spreading the love, trying to be present and uh, engaged. And like I- the cutest little kid activations. That oh my was gosh. Adorable. Yeah. Uh, the, the kid demos were fantastic. Uh-huh. They murdered that. Amy and Steve were just amazing with those kids. It was like cuteness overload, the burpees and the high fives and the cartwheels and stuff. I loved it. Yeah, I, I love the fact you guys are coming to, or at these events now. I mean, I've, I saw you guys at the Arnold, uh, you know, we're clearly going to, you know, semis events, uh, Wadapalooza, you guys had a tent there. Like you're just, you know, showing up at these things. And I'm curious on so many things. Um, are, are people able to separate the great work you guys are doing with the affiliates and kind of all the, the drama of what goes on at these sporting events? Or do you guys catch hell at all when they're coming by? Um, it's, I'd say it's, that's 99% positive. Um, you know, every once in a while you get somebody who, and even, you no, know, I'm going to say, Yeah, I'd say 99%. And there's some challenging questions, right? I mean, I think folks took certain things that have happened in the past very, very personally. Like Dave getting let go from CrossFit was super personal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was that same week, the CEO of Peloton and Southwest Airlines, both like the Peloton guys, he did have the same transition as Eric, right? Into the chairman of the board and the CEO of Southwest was just replaced. Like nobody Southwest customers were like calling customer service being like, you owe me an explanation. Right. But like CrossFit's unique in that way. I mean, you got, you know, Joe from Des Moines who did the open one time in 2012 and feels connected personally to Dave Castro because he walked the live announcement. That's, that's important and special. Um, And 
I, I genuinely believe that some important learning happened from that, right? Like, oh, um, because you got some people in the organization, right? From like, whether it be, um, the word escapes me, right? The board of right. directors at Berkshire, right? You know, they're not like, there's no, there's no sugar coating yet. They're not CrossFitters. Right. But they're business people. CrossFit is a business. And so there's a place for business people. But I think it was, it was such a shitty day, such a shitty week, months. It was, it was just, it's, it still sucks in some ways. That being said, um, I think there was some powerful learning on the parts of folks who didn't get it, who were like, oh, this stuff runs deep. Mm. This community is strong and connected and global and passionate with a long history and a long memory. Um, That there was some important stuff that, uh, that, you know, Dave contributed to this community over, I mean, almost 20 years, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a lot. And so you get folks who want to just sometimes unpack that. And I would, I would still call that positive. They might want to just have a conversation and hear, right. That like, yeah, it mattered to me too. Yeah. Like I know Dave, I've been like, I get the, you know, my, I haven't seen Dave in a couple of years, but the last time was at the ranch shooting guns. Like we, you know, uh, Boz and I, and a few other friends went out there and he just opened it up to us and like we shot and hung out and it was fantastic. Dave's a good dude. Um, people who are still heard about Greg and Greg's a complicated guy. And I'm, you know, there's no denying you'd have one conversation with Greg and you're like, you are brilliant and fucking complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good way of putting it. <laughs> a perfect way of putting it. And so, and just to know, right. Like that, the, that the ethos is still there. Mm. Like, yes, this is a big corporation with hundreds of employees and millions and millions of dollars in play but that the ethos still rings true across this organization. And so like, let's take the games department. There are still decades and decades and decades of experience on that team. Like the team that helped make that happen, Adrian and Eubanks and Johnny Mac Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Wilson. Oh my God. I mean like, Oh my God. Incredible infrastructure. Like the games are still going to be great. Yeah. And it's going to be different and it's going to be awesome. And like, it's, and like, there's no buts in that, right? It's just, and, 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 yeah. um, so I'm excited for that. And I think that's true of every part of the company. We just had an offsite in Boulder a couple of weeks ago and I was blown away. I just, I cannot even articulate effectively how many brilliant and kind and talented people work for this company with years of experience. Like, I bet you guys didn't know that I've owned an affiliate for almost 15 years that I competed at the CrossFit games in 2008 and 2009, uh, that I was a U.S. rep. Um, that I hosted an event in Seattle called the Cascade Classic for eight years where we had hundreds and hundreds of athletes come through. Like I've done a lot of stuff in this space and this company and this community is full of those people. Yeah. Full of it. I mean, like I said, my East Coast counterpart, Paul Tremblay, like the strongest man in Canada. Right. 13th in the semifinals while still doing his full-time job for CrossFit. That's insane to me. That's And insane. I just found out this morning, he's got a torn ligament in his wrist. What? That was him like... Just trying to keep the wheels on. Isn't that crazy? Wild. 13th that's not, place in the world. Human. And basically a broken arm. Like, what is that? And can we just take a moment um, to celebrate how badly Paul beat Austin in the semifinals? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's worth some time. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Statement about that. Um, all right. That's good. As long as we just put that out there in the world. <laughs> I think that actually might become the title of the podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Paul Tremblay is fitter than Austin Maliolo. Yeah, I don't know why we shouldn't. It makes, <laughs> it makes sense to me. You know, I feel like I'm just, 
I'm really glad. First of all, I couldn't agree more with everything that you've said. And every, every one that you've named, all those people are like, they've blown me away year over year in, in how well they do their jobs on the game side of things, on the operation side of things, but then also like how much nobody lets anything fall through the cracks. You know, people are stepping into each other's roles and supporting each other. And like, it's just, I don't, I don't think people on the outside of the bubble really understand the level of dedication and effort and work and professionalism that goes into putting the games on. And I see it, I see it behind the scenes every year. So it's, it's amazing, but I am really glad that you said that it was nice to come out and have these two way conversations with people and, and that you've, I don't know, like all the things you've gleaned from the learnings on the outside coming in being like, oh yes, this is a really unique opportunity or a really unique organization in that people care so much from the bottom up. And I just hope that there are the people who are having those conversations with you are also learning on the outside in, because I feel like John and I had a ton of conversations like when Dave was let go, where I was like, said the same thing. I was like, what, what other company do you ever feel like you get to like write on their social media or like send an email being like, fuck you, this is not what I want. Like that doesn't exist. And so I feel like us as a community also need to have a little bit more of an understanding that this is a business and an organization. And it's not just your buddy that you like lifted with yesterday and had a bro sesh with. And now he's like gone or like you follow him on Instagram. So, you know, him personally, like I just, I do love that intimacy in our organization and I don't think it should go away, but I do think that our community needs a greater understanding of like, you don't get a say in how this business is run because it's a business. You know what I mean? There has no, to be. I totally agree with you, but I don't think it's just that it's, a, I think, I think that's something about social media. I just finished a book today called uh, reclaiming conversation. And that people don't talk face-to-face anymore, yeah. don't talk enough anymore. They'd rather send a text or send an email. And when you do mm-hmm. that, you're removed from the intimate ramifications of your words and the impact they have on those people, right? I think it's Mike Tyson says, like, you wouldn't say the stuff you say on social media if you knew you could get punched in the face. No shit. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I just, I don't know why. Oh, I used to, I, I followed Rosa, and he, he posted, like, him and his kids in playing in the snow. And the shit that, because it was like post, you know, Dave. Oh, like, I, I saw this. Yeah, oh my terrible. God. Like painful stuff. Like yeah. on this dude, he's just saying, Hey, having fun with my kids in the snow and just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I do hope, I don't know how, but that folks will take a beat uh, on in anything, right? Whether it be how they talk to women online, how they address a company online, how they address, you know, their dissatisfaction with anything. Um, Right. I think about my kids being out in the world of social, like they don't have social media yet. They're only eight and 10, but they're going to be out there someday. And I hope that they engage respectfully and I hope people respectfully engage with them. I don't, I don't know if that's ever coming back though. I mean, it's a, it's a weird space that we're in. Like, I mean, you said it best, you know, we've got all these passionate uh, CrossFitters that feel like they own the business and they have a voice in the business. I think part of the problem is there's a, a small minority of people that are really pissed off about a number of things and I'm not discounting their right to be upset. I mean, I think, you know, CrossFit just, you know, the games team is probably most notable for having a lot of snafus lately. It's the nicest way I can put it. Right. Like some, you know, just communication has been weird and they're struggling to separate that from CrossFit, the business and CrossFit, the affiliate that's saving lives. You know, they're just kind of viewing this whole thing. as like, it's all screwed up. Well, this small minority is, blowing up social media. And the problem is those of us that are reasonable and yes, I'm throwing myself in the reasonable camp, <laughs> whatever that's worth, aren't shouting back. 
That's right. You're right. I think you're, I think the problem is that shouting back, I think you have learned, I have learned that shouting back isn't super impactful. No, it's not. Their capacity to get louder and more aggressive. There's a place you won't go online and the line for some folks doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I guess, you know, because I'm not advocating that the reasonable people start fighting online, but I'm saying we've got to, people do have to start getting involved in some areas. And so what I hope, I hope they have, like, as an example, the game sold out really quick. I hope it sold out to all the reasonable people. Yeah. Follow what I'm saying? Like, I hope the people that love CrossFit start signing up for the open and start doing the open. Have you ever, have you ever though, have either of you, I'm curious, had a conversation with a person who starts out angry and they, and they're still angry when they're done talking to you about CrossFit. That they come to you angry and they leave angry. Because I haven't. No. And I, I watched, so um, I, I know, I've known the Bobbins for, Bosman for quite a while. And before I went to Knoxville, I stayed with them at their house for a couple of days. Come out and I watched Adrian have conversations with person after person. When you get someone, you could see them coming in hot. Right. You could see them coming in hot, but they didn't, they didn't leave that way. And the conversations with their in-person are so much different. So different. And he and anybody else, I watched him have conversations in person. I watched Justin have conversations in person. I saw people come up to seminar staff members about things that they felt um, weren't the way they should be. And once they had that conversation in person, face-to-face, like they they left in a different space. Um, And that's one of the reasons why, you know, the company is trying to get out there more, why we show up to more events. Yeah. And that's why everyone should read that book that you just mentioned, because (laughs) I am like terrified of raising a child in like the digital era where like, I just see kids now, like, I don't know, like they, they text each other in the same room. Like my nieces do this. You know what I mean? Like they've lost the fundamental ability to communicate and the beauty of words is gone. It's gone. And they're like, now they're just weird. Now they're like weird, awkward kids. It's awkward. So three things. So thing number one, you and your husband got to set the example at the house for your kids. Like, you gotta turn it off. Number two, literary fiction turns out is one of the top builders of empathy in children and adults. And so reading to them and then having them read it. Literary fiction, because of character development and engagement with like emotions and responses to reaction, and like across multiple studies over a long period of time. Well, we are uh, a Harry Potter house, so that will be perfect. Yeah. And then expand like, but Jane Austen, whether you like it or not, like super powerful stuff. Sure. Um, so all the classics get, get in, get your kids and yourselves into the classics. And then the last thing in per, like co- public confrontation, I don't mean like public out in the streets. I mean like you and your husband having confrontation in, in per, like in front of each other, in front of the kids. Cause then they get to see the arc of that. Cause they see you fight, but not make up or they make up, but not have the fight. Then like let the whole story play out publicly, you know, Interesting. Uh, cause that thing happens, right? You guys fight, you guys make up, you guys are still yeah. friends and in love. Yeah. And they'll learn like that's okay. Right. Um, anyway, some of the takeaways from the, I read two books, one reclaiming conversation, another one called unselfie, which I highly recommend both, uh, talking a lot about children's development and how to raise kids with empathy and good communicators. Mm, So I'm going to have to stop being such a vindictive bitch. Good luck. No, no, no. Don't (laughs) stop doing that. In fact, this is where the language matters, Mm. right? I want you to rephrase that as an assertive heroine. Well, I mean, wow, there you go. I do have a <laughs> an of heroine who might stab you. How I about that? I just feel like maybe I should tone it down a little because uh, I win every fight. <laughs> no. So, well, I have, I have two responses to that: one for myself, which is championing you, and then one for my mother, who would disagree with you. And so, the one where I'm championing your cause is think of think of. Did you see John Wick? Yeah. Right. 
right? John Wick one murders hundred people, then 200, then 300, 450 by the end. Nobody thinks John Wick is such a bitch because he got upset about his dog. What a badass, Mm. right? His dog gets killed. He kills 800 people. And we think what a fucking badass. So I want you to reframe your vindictive bitch into what a fucking badass, right? I want you to channel more John Wick and less of whatever it is that you are channeling right now. That's what I would say to you. I think we should invite, we should invite Matt to this conversation. (laughs) I think he's going to be like, yeah, no. I'll tell you what my mother told me because I like to win as well. And she says, and she would say to you, say, Nikki, do you want to be right? Or do you want to get along? And I frequently Mm -hmm. chose wrong, but I keep having to remind myself. (laughs) One of my old, uh, one of my old bosses at a company I worked for years ago, uh, she used to say, whoever cares more wins. Like if you're really into it and you're really fighting, you're usually by the end, you're not fighting about the thing anymore. You just don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be the one who gives in. So she would always say like to really boil it down to which one of you honestly gives a shit about the thing and which one of you just wants to be wrong. And if you really give a shit about the thing, then let that person win. I like it. I I like it a lot. Yeah. But what do you do? Because I feel like you and I have this in common. What if you're not ever wrong? Like it's a, it's a cross to bear. It is. It is. It's a hard cross. I suffer with that daily. It's tough. (laughs) It's tough. And I'm like, because I'm a communicator, as are the three of us on this call, it's really difficult. I don't know how this turned into my therapy session, my personal therapy <laughs> session, but because we're communicators, I feel like it's real easy to twist whatever argument and, you know, use the power of language and, and communication to be like, no, 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 but see how you were the wrong one here and here and here and here and here and here forever. Yeah. So I think that's a, it's a power, it's a powerful tool we need to like choose wisely when to use. How often do you win an argument that you shouldn't have won? Every time. Okay. <laughs> and how good are you at apologizing and then subsequently also asking for forgiveness? That's something that we like talk about at our house a lot. Ooh, I don't think I've ever asked for forgiveness. Yeah, I, think I, I think I do the like, I said, I'm sorry, you know? Yeah. But you like, so with my kids and here in the house, like what the rules are, if you've offended somebody, you start with the apology. So I say, I'm sorry. And then you have to state what you did. I, you know, and then you have to state why you did it. I'm sorry for that. I let's just use the ones that I took your thing and, and I hit you. Yeah. I did it because would you please forgive me? Huh. And then the person has to respond. They don't actually have to. And if they say no, they have to put some kind of time on it. So I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah. yeah, But yeah. I accept your apology. I love it. But yeah, that piece of like stating the thing that I did. So I like that. I know, so you know that I know what I'm talking about. No, like, I said, I'm sorry for what? That's right. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry that I spoke to you in that way in public when I know that, you know, shame is something that like, you know, as a man is problematic. You felt disrespected. Please like that. Adding that extra piece, please forgive me. Right. It takes you to a place as the offender to a place of humility, like where it's tough for another person to like not accept that level of meaning. Anyway, we're getting way off. Yeah. Way off. But I'm, but I'm (laughs) learning. I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Cause it diffuses the situation. I'm into that. Well, I think it's, it's not that far off topic. I mean, the, the topic at hand was, you know, communication coming from CrossFit, you guys showing up to the Mac and syndicate. And Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, you know, the other semis, you guys can talk to people. I think it's really spectacular and does to your point, gives you a chance to have that kind of that personal touch and interaction. Cause like anyone that's ever met Boz, for instance, like if you leave, talking with Boz angry you're an idiot because yeah. that is the nicest dude that's right? ever walked the planet. Right? like I love that I've met him once 
and immediately was like, dude, I love you. You're awesome. Right. Just nice guy. Um, but I guess the question for me is like, how do you guys spread that out? Like that's part of what we're trying to do here is to bring more, you know, people in your role onto the show to talk about the great work you're doing so we can get the word out quicker, but like what's crossed his vision for, you know, messaging to affiliates and to, you know, dumbasses like me that want to know what's going on. Yeah. So every department is like feverishly working on like how to get, cause they're all doing cool stuff, right? The education department is doing amazing things. Brilliance top to bottom, right? You guys know, you guys know plenty of L1 seminar staff. Yeah. Amazing. And then trick all the way up to Nicole Carroll, right? Who to, who's not on the Nicole Carroll train. And that's oh. one department, right? You know, yeah. games top to bottom. Awesome. You know, affiliate team top to bottom, legitimately awesome, right? Like leading that team is Gary Gaines. You guys, you guys have both met Gary, right? I know Gary. Yeah. He's great. Like the I real deal. Mm-hmm. Like that wonderful dance between business guy and real CrossFit guy. For real. For real. Like, yeah. He's I a am, perfect example. I am stoked about that guy. And so each, each department in the company is like feverishly working how, but the challenge being cross one a really long time without really communicating at all. Right. Yeah. Minus like, Oh, your fees are due. Your insurance is up. The open's happening. And so now it's swung really hard in the direction and we're trying to figure out like, okay, what's, what's the right way? What's the right dose? Um, Cause a lot of stuff goes out and a lot of stuff doesn't get noticed because there's so many things going out from so many places. And then there's so many channels to do it on. So this is, this is fun. When I saw, when I see, like, as I, the reason I brought up Dale, I, saw, I just had listened to the episode of your thing with Dale on it. So I knew he was a friend of yours and right. People like Dale getting to speak up and the other reps and other people going on things to get to share what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it, what their plans are for the future. Um, I mean, you could just hit HQ staff and spend a year interviewing talented person after talented person across the company. So like, what, Back to your point, though, going to events is one of the things and trying to be at all the places. Somebody, somebody everywhere, right? So last week I was at, what was I, Syndicate. And then the day I left, three more people came in. So then Austin and Paul and a couple of the people on my team flew in. New support staff came in and they were there for a week. Uh, I'll be at Granite Games. Paul will be at the Atlas Games. Like, we're trying to hit all the things and just to be there in person as much as possible. And even the affiliate summits that the U.S. reps put on, there's somebody from our team at every one of those as well who's there to just be present, answer questions, engage, have like face-to-face conversations and nothing, nothing's off limits. The first one we did, I was like, any questions? We finished the questions. And then afterward, I got like 10 more side questions. What's the deal with this? What's, I'm like, nothing, like there's no, just ask it. Like, I'm not scared of anything. Bring it on. Um, we are more than happy to like engage. Um, so that, those are some of the things that, that, are, that are happening and then hopefully growing that, adding people to the team. So there's just more to go around. What is, what is access look like? Because I am hearing you talk about all these things and I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know. I coach at an affiliate. I don't know if my gym owner knows like how to get in touch with Paul. You know what I mean? Like, what is access like? And, and for people who are listening, who might be like, Oh, I didn't, I don't know if we know about these resources. Like what can they do to really find out, get in touch, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I encourage everyone, literally everyone to email Paul.Tremblay, T-R-E-M-B-L-A-Y at CrossFit.com. Let me put it, I'll put that on the screen too. <laughs> right now. Um, and it's anything you got. I mean, if it's CrossFit related, if you just want recipes on like, you know, waffles. Here, he's what's the cell phone number? I'll put that up too. <laughs> um, but no, but, but in, all, in all seriousness, like, so one of the things that is done, so at least in the North America, right, there are, so Paul runs Canada. 
uh, Tefi Escudero runs Latin America or Mexico and part of Latin America. And then in the U.S., it's broken into 15 districts. Each has a rep. Right. And every month they send out a newsletter with like an open invitation, like, hey, hit me up. And then what Paul and the people on our team do is we send out what we call birthday emails. So a couple of weeks, right before your, a couple weeks before your anniversary, just like, a, hey, congrats on your anniversary. It's been this many years, blah, blah, blah. And like, here's a link to set up time for us to chat face to face. And I'd say if I send out 50, maybe five people take me up on it, maybe 10. And of those, a third of them are shocked when I'm like, I know I get on the Zoom and they're like, oh, they had no plan. They're just like, I'm like, I, I, you know, I never got, a, I never got an option to talk to somebody before. I just wanted to see if, what would happen. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Well, we're here now. And sometimes they've got questions. Sometimes we just shoot the shit. Um, but we're, 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 we're trying hard. And so I've been, I've, in five days will be one year for me. And I will literally then have sent that message to everyone uh, at least once plus the newsletters. And so, and then keeping that going. And so my goal is to get into a rhythm where we're doing, you know, at your, at your anniversary and your half year that yeah. if you missed every other email, there's at least two times where I'm saying, Hey, I'm here if you need anything. And the same thing happens in the, in the East region for affiliates there. So like, we're trying to make ourselves accessible with, you've got my email. When I call somebody, I let them know this is my personal phone number. Uh, you can have it right now. It's 206 696 2345. It's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy. Like, I want to have the conversation. That's what we're here for to yeah. learn, to listen, to learn, and then hopefully take that back and then develop resources and tools to help people crush it. I love that. I love it. And, and I'm so happy to see it because I think for many years, people have been saying or, or kind of like musing about what kind of support they really had about, you know, it, it has, where am I going with this? Like the, the affiliate model has evolved so much throughout the years and everything around the affiliate within the sport of CrossFit has evolved with it. And so I think that there are some people who are still stuck and, and unaware of the effort that you guys are putting in to change things. Oh, hundred percent. At every, at every event I go to, I'll talk about something that has changed and they'll have been, have had no idea. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No and, like, and so like, we're trying, I mean, we're on all cylinders trying to get the messaging out about, you know, what steps have been taken, what steps we are taking. So exactly. You know, bit exactly. By bit. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get them all. Yeah. And you know, cause you're an OG, you've been, you been, did you say 15 years your gym's been open? September 10th will be 15. That's crazy. Has it always been a CrossFit gym? Yes. Wow. I was a, I was a personal first? trainer, <laughs> uh, personal trainer at a gym in, in Seattle. And a guy came in and like at the gym, you got two free workout sessions. I'm like, Oh, let me give you your free sessions. And he's like, I don't need it. And I'm like, it's free. He's like, I got a thing. And I'm like, Are you, okay. And he's like, it's, you wouldn't understand. So he like starts working out by himself and like he would bring a medicine ball with him and a set of rings with him. Like the old, I don't know if you guys remember the first version of elite rings, they were metal made by Tyler Haas and the buckle. So on, on current rings, the buckle where you adjust the height and you can move it up and down on these old ones, you couldn't move it. So like you'll meet, you got a scar on like the inside of your elbow right here. You're like, Oh, you've been doing CrossFit long enough to do elite rings. <laughs> and uh, he'd bring those in and do his own thing. I'm like blown away. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, CrossFit. <laughs> and oh my god what are you doing and he's like yeah and so he's like yo dude you can work out in three minutes and i'm like three minutes that's impossible he's like no bro three minutes so he writes down fran for me and 
I'm like, okay. And I lost it, but I remembered CrossFit.com. So I go to CrossFit.com, find a video of Greg Amundsen and Josh Everett doing Fran head to head. Amazing. And I had never seen bumpers before. So they had the big plates on. So I'm like, oh, that's the 45s. So I go into my gym. I put the 45s on. I do Fran at 135 with strict pull-ups. No. Almost die. I don't know, probably like 14, somewhere between 14 and 17 minutes. (laughs) And I'm laying on the floor and I'm literally, I remember thinking, I'm like, things are different now. Like, not just for me, like I am on a different path. It was, it was clear to me that at that moment, I'm like, okay, this is something different. I get it. And my, and my career is different. My life is different. This is going to change the world. So I started doing.com. In fact, when I joined a gym, CrossFit Seattle was the first affiliate outside of Santa Cruz. Dave and Nancy Warner, love them. They were just so instrumental in part in CrossFit's growth in the Northwest and probably internationally. They were super powerful influencers in that way and uh, joined their gym. I would go into the gym in the morning and I would do bodybuilding stuff at like 5 a.m. Then at lunchtime, I would do CrossFit.com. And then I would go to the 5 p.m. class at a CrossFit gym where I would show up at 4.30, do one of the girls every day before class to warm up. I was like that freak, like just so ham on CrossFit. Let's clarify. He meant one of the workouts. You, you, when you said you did one of the girls, I'd bang one of the girls real quick. Just bang it out. <laughs> yeah, just. bang it out. Yeah. Um, wow. and, and how, long we, how long? That's insane, bro. Sustain that because that I would. If I did that two days uh, in a row, I'd be dead. It went on for a couple months, and finally, day. finally, Dave, finally, Dave got me to like calm down. He's like, it's it's too much. It's too it's too much, and I'm like, mm, I can handle it. And he finally got me to rein it in. And, he's, and so what he started getting me to do, he's like, well, why don't you just practice harder stuff? Like, if you can do so much, you're not doing hard stuff. Yeah. And so he, he was very much, he was so committed to the methodology and like kind of Greg's founding, like the hundred words, took that very seriously. Yeah. And so he was like, advance your gymnastics. He's like, the muscle up is, is, is kid shit. In the world of gymnastics, the muscle up used to be, so the moves are rated A through E, I believe. And the muscle up was an A movement, super basic. And, that, and then after a couple of years, it wasn't even an A. It was just, so you don't get points for the muscle up anymore. The CrossFitters are like, oh, it's so amazing. But in gymnastics, when in fact, when Tyler Haas produced the first ring training video, he brought Jordan Yavchev to Washington to shoot this video. And he told him to do a muscle up. And Jordan, a bronze medal Olympian said, I don't know what that is. And Tyler's freaking out. He's like, did we get the wrong guy? Like, how are we going to make this video? I don't even know what a muscle up is. So Tyler's like, I'll show you. So he shows him and Jordan's like, oh, you mean get on the rings? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a thing we don't have a name for that that's just getting he's like you want me to just get on the rings yeah i can do that all day unreal probably with like no kip or anything yeah no it was silly and i remember watching the video i like i had to order a dvd like send him a check or a dvd that's where i got my first ring training video and in the video he's demonstrating false grip ring rows and he's talking while he's doing it and everything he's talking while he's doing it and i had not done a lot of these things and i'm like how hard can that be if he's talking so then i go into my gym i'm on my back feet on a box trying to do false grip ring rows and i'm like i how was he fucking talking at the same time as this? <laughs> yeah, I think most of my first Buddy Lee, the first jump rope guy, I ordered yep. his DVD. Uh, my first weightlifting video was on DVD. Yeah, I love. I, shout out to Buddy Lee, though. I oh like my gosh, yeah, For sure. I ran mm-hmm. into him at the games a couple of years ago, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what what happened?" And he's like, "Oh, and I'll tell you what happened." And he's like, "And I'm not happy about it." I Greg comes because coach comes up to me and he says, "Hey." You want to travel around the world and make a lot of money? And at the same time, the army says, hey, you want to travel around the world and teach jump rope? And he's like, crazy guy from Santa Cruz, U.S. Army. Which one yeah. of these things is probably still going to be around in 10 years? Making me-. <laughs> And he's like, 
I, he's like, at least once a week. I'm like, why? Why, buddy? Why did you do it that way? <laughs> Dude, I, I have a Buddy Lee story. I, uh, oh, the, yes, the, I love the, it. The first rope I ever bought was a Buddy Lee. And I still recommend them to people because they're great ropes. They are great. And, yes, um, they're excellent. But I was, uh, I got reached out to, his name's Chris, and he did the jump rope course for CrossFit. I forget his last name. But he works with Buddy Lee now. Yeah. And he had reached out to me and we got to talking about maybe doing some work together. And he's like, well, let me, let me just conference in buddy. I'm like, who? And he's like, buddy, I'm going to conference in buddy. I'm like, buddy Lee. And he's like, yeah. And within seconds, I'm on the phone with this guy. <laughs> like, and I love buddy. Lee. I didn't know. I was like speechless. I didn't know what to say. He's so you know? great. Like so high energy all the time. Good dude. Yeah. Still. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was so <laughs> weird though. Like it was like the same, uh, the exact same experience. The first time I talked to Greg, where you go from like just having this normal afternoon to all of a sudden you're talking to somebody you never thought you would talk to. Yeah. You know, and same like kind of mystique about them and like brilliant at what they do. So it, it was a weird moment. You fangirl a little. You're like, I did. Uh, I did. The dude's a rock star. Totally. You know, it's like it was it was amazing. That was a real, real moment for me to get a meet buddy. Lee, at least I feel moment. you. I get the fangirl thing. I when I saw him at the games, I'm walking with somebody and totally just veered off. <laughs> and was, we were talking about something. I'm like, we were. Buddy yeah. Lee's here now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, can I tell man. a quick Matt fangirl story at, yeah. at Syndicate? He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it doesn't. He'll Which Matt are we out. talking about? Hi, Matt. Well, actually, yeah. both Matts, and that's what's funny. So we yes. were walking in the underbelly of the of the Coliseum, and we were in the volunteer section. And I like Matt and I are talking and walking, and he's holding the baby, and like Sammy walks by, and O'Keefe walks by, and then Matt Fraser walks by, and he turns back and he's like, "Oh look, Matt Fraser and Matt Fraser." And I was like laughing. I'm like, oh, that's funny. You guys have like never been in the same room. And I look over at my husband and he's just like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Matt, say something. And he was just like, ha. Ah. Oh my God, that's the best. <laughs> and it was hilarious because I mean, and for the entire rest of the weekend, of course, you know, we were just like chatting and passing each other by and we like hung out in the airport all together. And it's so very normal. Um, but it didn't really hit me until that moment that like the mats had never met, even though I've like, yeah. you know, obviously they know who each other are after all these years. Um, and in that one moment, I've never seen Matt like freeze up. Yeah. Like, Matt Fraser just talked to me and he knew my name and I don't know what's happening. Oh my God. Well, Fraser's like Michael Jordan to some people. I know. Oh. And, and, and it's not that he's not to me either. Don't get that wrong. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely appreciate him for all that he is, but just, we've known him for so long that like when he walked by and he was like, Hey, I was like, Oh, Hey, it's great to see you. I wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was Matt. It was my husband's first time meeting him. And so it was like, I don't know. It was, it was a moment. He had a moment. That's awesome. I love it. I hope, I hope he gets choked up next time he sees me. Then he's like, am I about to get assaulted right now? <laughs> he's like, oh, he like his over chest. and over. <laughs> no, no, he's like waiting. He's like, is he gonna, is he gonna tell me, I, is he gonna tell me I look nice? I've been really working out hard. I'm like, Matt, why are you flexing? Relax. I'm gonna get maced. <laughs> he's come <like>, married <laughs> back up. He's just worked so hard for another compliment. Like, put extra cologne on. Did you just, did you smell me today? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will smell you, Matt Brazer. Speaking of Matt's, <clears throat> Fraser specifically. I've been pitching this idea. It's gotten very little traction, but this feels like the appropriate audience. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready I, for this. I feel like I'm all over this. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So setting. 
Interior. Bureau. Ring of lights. <clears throat> Matt Fraser sitting there putting on makeup. Okay. And voiceover, his voice, says, <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk about CrossFit's lack of inclusivity. And I'm here to be part of the change. We cut to O'Keefe, interview, lounge chair, saying, I tried to talk him out of it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think this could ruin his career. Cut to Sammy. I don't know what he's thinking. This is, this is not going to work. But you know what? He hasn't been wrong yet. I trust this man. <clears throat> Cut to Shane. Cut to Tia. Everybody. Criticizing. Let's go to Marquez. Let's go to Woodland. Nobody's backing this up. And then they go back to Matt. Adding more makeup. <clears throat> and he says, I think the CrossFit Games needs a black champion. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he oh, starts to change the cover's makeup as he's darkening his skin. No, no, no. And he says, I am going to be that champion. In 2023, I'm back. I'm black. This is how I identify. 2023 is the year of Black Fraser and the first black CrossFit Games champion. Oh, and then we have a whole God. documentary built around it, Black Fraser, Six-time champion, like so. I'm gonna pause there. Wait, he needs a theme song. So it's gonna be a remix. Okay. We're gonna get either Don Diablo or who's the little Asian man? Steve. <laughs> I was like, I almost said something real inappropriate. Were you going to oh say Mr. God. Miyagi? I was going to um, say, no, keep going. George Takai? Who were you going to say? I was going to say Wilson. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, also Wilson. But no, I'm talking DJs. So I'm thinking Steve Aoki, because Steve Aoki actually Steve does Aoki, CrossFit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So remix, Steve Aoki remix of the Shaft theme song. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. You want, you want all of it. So... I'm already, I'm already, I'm surprised I'm not getting a text from Austin right now being like, hey, you were doing so well on this interview. Don't worry, Austin right, doesn't watch moment. this show. I don't okay. think anybody watches this show yet. Uh, I just texted, so I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't know this was like a live thing. Uh, and he texted me, he's like, he actually texted me like an hour ago being like, oh, you're going live with John, huh? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, I love it. I just, I just hope when this commercial of yours goes live or the show, whatever you want to call it, we just slash blazer across the screen i think that would be awesome Black yeah razor. blazer how about blazer yeah like I'm on board. Would be okay awesome. so you guys get it you see the vision yeah yeah i see the vision i think it, i think o'keefe will be all in he's all for this i i'll just speak for him <laughs> i think, I think <laughs> the moment for me is i will be that champion <laughs> i will be that champion like, i will do that for you you're welcome everybody <laughs> The, what, gave, what gave me the thought was actually him talking about going undercover. He was, he was at Wadapalooza a couple of years ago in the stands watching an event and a judge is no repping an athlete, an intermediate athlete. And the athlete is being an asshole. Oh. And Matt is getting irate about this guy being an asshole to his judge. Like, this guy's a volunteer. Starts videotaping. Comes out of the stands. Basically tells the athlete, shut the fuck up. Calls the head judge over and be like, hey, here's video that your judge was doing a good job. This guy, can you imagine that intermediate athlete? Matt Fraser comes out of the stands to tell you that you are garbage and to stop being a child. Stop being a dick. Um, 
But Maybe if you so were such a big, that, Matt Fraser wouldn't have to come down on you like that. Yeah. So he goes undercover to local competitions, like hat, mustache, glasses, fat suit. And he goes <laughs> undercover as Fat Mazer, the secret judge, like undercover boss. <laughs> it's going to be like the time that Tyra put on the fat suit. Yes. Yep. I love it. So he was talking about that with Armin and I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my gosh. And that gave me the idea for the black champion. Um, what could go wrong? If he's going to go undercover, I got an undercover job for you. <laughs> yeah, what, could, what could go wrong? <laughs> what could like go wrong? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think it'd be good for everyone. <laughs> okay. So we've covered, we've covered Matt Fraser and blackface. Uh, let's just jump over, you know, let's just tie a bow on it with Ukraine oh. and gun legislation. <laughs> And Supreme Court rulings. That was Perfect. the time, actually. I have very, very strong stances on all of those things. I don't have enough time in the show. There's not enough time. Start oh over, God. John. We need a new live stream. I know. I know. Well, I, I will say the one thing I've loved about, um, for me this weekend, one thing I was reminded of, I was going to ask you about this because you're a 15-year affiliate, um, but it's, it's helped me escape some of those things you're talking about like kind of the politics like there's been a lot of, obviously a lot of craziness lately a lot of really tragic events and i was in a 10-year affiliate uh on memorial day doing murph yeah and i don't know what it is about 10-year affiliates i was telling this to uh craig from diablo crossfit they're like churches like there's just something different about a decade-old crossfit and i can't put my thumb on what is different but they just feel different What's your opinion? Like, why do they feel so different than, you know, a two or three year affiliate, which are great, by the way, like the young affiliates are great too. I'm not slamming them, but the 10 years is like, there's something about them. Just, I can't put my thumb on it. Um, I suspect um, that at, so 10 year old affiliates takes it back to 2012 and beyond. So if you're 10 plus years, 2012 and beyond. And at that point, CrossFit hadn't, like the fitness landscape hadn't completely transformed. It had well, excuse me, it had wildly transformed at that point, but it hadn't completely transformed. And so what I mean by that, if you go to YouTube right now and type in back squat, you will get a million hits from everybody. I mean, just every company, every fitness, if somebody's trying to sell you something, this, that, and the other. But there was a point where the only place to, like I said, I had to order my first snatch video. Like if I wasn't looking at .com with a few videos they had, I had to I had to go online like from that I learned in the CrossFit Journal that was a PDF document. Mm-hmm. That I yes, out. I remember that. And where Greg's like, oh, ordered the world class. It was the, called the world class coaching tapes, and there was one video on the snatch and one video on the clean and jerk. And so like things like that, like the efforts you had to go to to refine your skill set and to find your people and to find the information, it it created a different type. And not that we're like you said, you know, new affiliates great. Um, I believe that whether you're three days old or fifteen years old you're doing important, meaningful, life-changing work. Um, but there was something being in it 10 years ago where you had to, you had to scrape a little more and a little differently. Mm-hmm. The, the brand wasn't internationally recognized at the scale that it is now. Right? It was still a global brand at that point already. It, was, it had already got around the world, but not in the, you know, there's hundreds of affiliates in France and yeah. hundreds of affiliates, you know, and thousands of affiliates in, in, you know, internationally. And that thing had an impact when you went to a town right now I can go to a town. There's a CrossFit gym in every town. Like that wasn't the case back then. There were fewer of us. We had to look harder for information. We had to look harder for each other. There was, 
And I think that, I think that created something, right? It's like, it's like people who, you know, if you, if you left Russia in a certain era, the, you know, the, when you meet another Russian, you're like, oh, we, we've been through something together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, you, you, and that's not just, just Russia, right? Any, anybody, if I, if I, you know, if I left Kenya and at a certain point, if I, you know, I, I, I emigrated here from Peru and I meet another Peruvian who emigrated around the time I did, oh, you know, right? Oh yeah, you know. And I think there's something that they know that they've experienced. I know yeah. when I, I, um, I'm a level four CrossFit trainer. And when I took my level three exam, I got, the, I looked at the study list and I was like, oh, so much reading. Okay. Well, I better start. And I read the first article. And I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to take the test. And I took the test and passed on the first try. And the reason I think that was is because I read all of those articles five times each. Because I read them when they came out. And when they came out, like, there was nothing else to read. And so now, if I want a book on weightlifting, there's 12 of them. There's probably 40 of them. But back then, there was one. Right? And it was some nonsense translated from Russian. And if you wanted, you know, there was, if you wanted a book on exercise science, there was only a couple. Right. And so the stuff that Greg put out in the journal, we all read all of it multiple times. You just kept reading it until the next journal came out. And so it was just, it was, it was deep seated in me. And I think in a lot of other people, and I, and I would wager that a lot of folks who've been around that long have had a similar experience. Like, yeah. yeah, that's came with I just went and took it because, uh, you know, cause I don't think, you know, there's not that many level four folks right now. Um, and I would wager, I bet a lot of money that the majority of them, yeah, but I just sat down and I took it because that stuff was in me. It's part of me now. It just it just reminded me why we're all doing this, you know, being in a tenure affiliate and like looking around and I could see people that had been there for it. I used to belong to the gym years ago, I, about 10 years ago. It's the first time I started, which is why I went back there for Murph. Mm-hmm. And I, so I saw people I've known for a decade, but then I saw people that have been there for six or seven or eight years. And you could just look at them and see that they are in a healthier space now than they were. And they're part of a community and they loved each other and, and people weren't bickering about the length of ropes and like kind of all the craziness that kind of goes on. Like they're all, they're kind of suffering together. And it was a like true community. And it just occurred to me, it was like, we use this as, as an escape to get away from all this stuff and how beautiful that was, you know? And, and I don't know, it's, it's really hard to put into words, but uh, there's something about 10 year affiliates, man. Mm. Just, uh, really, really special places. And, and God bless those that have, have done this for that long. Cause it's a damn hard job. Like, you know, it's a damn hard job. Yeah. I think part of the beauty of old affiliates is that we've, we've been on the roller coaster and we've seen the change, right? So like my first gym and I, I know I've talked about this a million times and I will continue to talk about it because it's one of the greatest affiliates in the entire country It's called CrossFit Bangor in Bangor, Maine, which is a small town, a couple hours North of Portland. I guess it's a city. Anyone listening from there is going to be like, why would you call it a town? It's a city. <laughs> it is, but I'm from Boston. So everything, everything tiny feels like a town. Um, and I just feel like when we, when Mel, when she started the gym, it was like, you're talking about like, it, it it was so important for her to get it right. And she studied and like form was everything. And to this day, I think, I think those of us that started with her back in 2011 moved the best of anyone that I know in this sport, because that was all she cared about. She was, you know, she was not sending people to the games and, and the, the roller coaster and the wave of emotion that come with all, it was all different. It was just form over everything and fixing your life so that you can 
pick up all your groceries at once. So you can play with your kids when you're 60 years old. So you can like, that was the point. And then we have all sort of like been on this crazy ride together. And we have seen the yous who worked out seven times a day. And, you know, we have seen (laughs) the people who got really excited and came seven days a week. And then we've like, we have forced them into getting more skill work in. We have forced them into taking their time. We have forced them into pulling back. And like, we've just like seen the wave of like, we all used to do stupid shit when we didn't know when we were doing. And now we know what we're doing. And now there's more reading material. And so we're studying more of it. And like, I don't know, it's like the arc of finding CrossFit, becoming obsessed with CrossFit, figuring it out, and then like leveling out. Like we've seen that happen so many times that we're also much more experienced and can balance it out better. And can like put value on the places that matter, like community, like form, like the impact on your life, you know, shout out. to. I think, uh, no, I think that makes me think of something you talk about Mel and like the consistency, uh, of delivering, just enforcing really enforcing really quality movement and really high, high standards. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that still exists though. I, I was just in Kansas city on my way to Knoxville. I was in Kansas city for two days, dropped into nine gyms, worked out at seven of them. And what I have found is everywhere. It's back squats, it's burpees, yeah, hell yeah, pull ups, yep. And whether I'm in it for two months, two years, or twelve years, like back to that word, that ethos exists across yeah. the spectrum of ages. Um, I think some people remember some things, right? Like I, you know, I, I would, I would wager that some of the younger affiliates. Um, because there is so much information coming in now that I can be, it's like almost a paradox of choice. Well, what should I study? What should I look at? Totally. Um, I don't need to go for my level two because I can go take my precision nutritionist other thing, but there's like some stuff down there. I mean, I couldn't wait to take the next seminar. Um, and I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I would wager that some older affiliates and some older trainers pursued more of the CrossFit specific education to keep going further and further down that rabbit hole. Um, which then kind of continue to reinforce that ethos and that commitment to excellence in movement and standards uh-huh. and programming. Um, but I don't think it's, I, I think it's still there for everybody. Oh, for sure. Right? You yeah, still yeah, yeah. out those courses and that content. So anybody can get it. So you can get, you know, um, Ingram just put out that OG shirt and he talked about, it. it's a, it's a, gosh, how did you describe it? But it's a spirit or, or a vibe. It's not, it's not about years. It's about belief. It's about commitment. Um, and I think that's true that to be, it's just, a, it's a commitment to the, the founding principles, mm-hmm. whether it be those hundred words or the models of process, like all that stuff from the level one that still rings so true. Yeah. Oh shit. Maybe I should just go take the L3 exam then. I, I, I think you should. I think, I think, I think everybody should pursue it. I think there's something getting through it. I think getting through it is as much about a reminder and a commitment to the, the deep knowledge and ethos of CrossFit as it is about the credential. Yeah. Um, if you have to, if it takes you months to study for it, or if you're ready for it right now, as you go through the process, whether it be the study or just the taking of it, you cannot avoid being reminded of even things that you forget. Like, I forgot how meaningful some of this stuff was. Totally. Because you're literally thinking about the multiple choice questions. You're like, yep, I'm totally bought. Like you're just, I'm, I'm like, I'm rebought in. Yeah, I have test anxiety and I'm excited about the yeah. opportunity that I have being in this space with yeah. people who believe these things that I believe. That's crazy. It's wild. It's just, it's nerding. Oh, yeah, I tell everyone that they should go for the L1 because it's just nerding out on CrossFit for like 
two, three days straight. That's all I'm, it is. Like it's I'm like my old one. Did I tell you this? Yeah, I'm get my old one. I'm going to. I was looking up, up up tonight when the next class is, so oh, I can stop. sign up. Rock yeah. on! Hell yeah! My I mean, L2 I'm, is expiring, which is why I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was trying to figure out which chapter is putting Matt Frazier in blackface, but you know, mm. I haven't gotten to that part yet. That's <laughs> that's not not until you're level four. That's level four. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, this is kind of feedback. Like, you know, it hadn't occurred to me, and I'm going to go to an actual course, like go to the live course, but I was watching the semis, and there was like this little commercial that came on that said, hey, you can take your level one online. And I'm like, since when? They're always in person, you know? And so I go and look it up. And and, COVID changed. uh, It started during COVID. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't, you know, like I'm deeply rooted in CrossFit, and I had no idea. And so I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is like a real, I think, I think, again, just feedback. If Austin's listening or Paul, I want to call Paul's number, text him. Um, <laughs> that um, like the semis and the games are such an opportunity for eyes on the prize for that advertising space. And that was like really valuable advertising space. Like I learned something and I feel, <laughs> yeah, I know everything. Right. So I just, you know, I, I think from the affiliate standpoint, you guys are trying to reach out to so many people. What a great opportunity to do just that. Like take some of that advertising time and, punch it in even if it is just hey did you know you can take these courses you know i just i just thought it was a really cool uh thing that it was out there and i learned something and now i'm like kind of fired up to go sign up for a real course and Ooh, take it in person that's fun john no, I'm still, time I'm still you're doing your level one so the online level one is a thing started during covid and it will like it, it was it helped a lot of people during covid when people couldn't travel but then it turned out there's a lot of people who even outside of COVID, right? You might live in some small town and you got three yeah. kids. And so you need something that's more accessible. So it ended up serving a really broad spectrum of the population. And so it's not going anywhere. But I highly recommend, if you can do in-person, in-person's magic. I agree. In-person is pure magic. But to your point, um, I was chatting at the offsite with some of the production team for the games, like broadcasting stuff. And they've got big goals. And they're like, look, man, the bigger, and it's not just about communicating with CrossFit, communicating with everybody. The bigger and bigger we can make this presentation the more eyeballs are on it. And then we get to tell these little stories. Even if it is that little announcement, Hey, there's an online level one. Well, the bigger the stage is, the more people get that message and CrossFit changes lives. And this gal's 80 and she does it. And this guy's 46 and he is pre-diabetic and he does it. And this kid's 14 and he lost 25 pounds because he turned out to be an overweight teenager, like, and he's doing it. And so those stories are, are part of what makes this thing so amazing. And the, and the, and the mission of the games mm-hmm. in terms of a tool to serve yeah. the affiliate community is just to elevate the stage to get more um, eyeballs. My, my favorite assignment that I've ever had over the, over all the years that I've worked in CrossFit broadcasting was when I did, um, CrossFit games part one in 2020. It was 2020. Yeah, it was in, during COVID at the ranch. That was 2020. That was part two. No, part one was also at the ranch. Because part one was online for the athletes, but we had a live show from Aromas. Oh, I was not at the ranch. I was in Vancouver, Washington, judging Justin. <laughs> yeah, that was important. That was very important. Um, but no, we were at the ranch and I anchored at the desk uh, pre-show. Yeah. So yeah, and that was that was my all-time favorite assignment of anything that I've ever done at CrossFit because my pre-show was all community stories. It was like me talking to people from all over the world where like there was an, uh, there was a woman who lost a whole bunch of weight and felt better and like, like lightened her depression. There were adaptive athletes. There was a guy who was in the military who became an adaptive athlete and thought his life was over. And then it was just like all these stories and it was 
it was the best thing that I've ever done in terms of like, I don't know, just telling athlete stories. Like usually my athlete stories are like, that was a really hard workout. How do you feel? And it was, it was time. We had time to tell longer, better stories. And, and it was, it was just magical. I loved everything about that broadcast. That was my favorite thing that I've done so far. Yeah. And there's folks working on more of that, right? Like let's make the stage as big as possible. Yeah, let's tell please. the most powerful stories we can possibly tell. You know, if you have another offsite that you want a, like a, another broadcast person, you just let me know. I know sometimes you guys do offsites in like tropical islands. I'll go to that one. Now, I have forever. never been to a tropical island offsite. So if you get to get invited <laughs> to a tropical island offsite, I want to participate in that just one. Call. I'm, I'm down. I'll come wherever. I'll bring a really cute baby. Okay. Matt looks great in swim trunks. We'll be there. <sighs> You know, how about this? How about John's really itching to see your baby. I'm really itching to see your husband. Let's go. So why don't we all just go, we'll record another episode and just, you know, it's one hour episode, 48 hours beach time. Everybody wins. John gets to hold your beautiful baby. Party time. Let's do it. Live from wherever there's a beach. Sign me up. We have beautiful beaches here in Rhode Island. Also, no, you don't. That. Yeah, no, you don't. <gasps> yeah, we no. do. No. Yeah. So you know I'm calling in from San Diego, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you actually have warm water, don't you? No. no, the water's not warm. Just the beaches are pretty. Yeah, well, it's warmer than it is here. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Probably as much warmer than it is. But have either of you seen the majesty of Lake Erie? <laughs> I mean, come on. Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, try to top that. Mic drop. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. no, no. It's so wrong. Well, Justin, thanks. Dude, I'm so glad we finally got together. Did and, you say uh, it, Nikki, or do you want me to say it? What? What? You just called me Justin. This was going so well. Oh. I say, oh, did I? I thought I said Jordan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> thanks, Jazz. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> See you next time, everyone. <laughs> no, look, I'm I'm so glad you're able to get on. It's, you know, it feels like it was too long in between when we saw each other in Columbus and and uh getting on here but i do think it's important for people to really start hearing from um you know people in the field like doing the hard work and hearing what's really going on like there's there are so many voices you know complaining about real things like i'm not again i'm not trying to discount what anyone oh, 100%. About, and, I'm, and, I'm, and i'm here for the conversation right like yeah. not just here talking to you but anywhere we go come 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 find me come talk to me and like you know yeah. I, put, I threw my number out there call, give me a call shoot me a text well, and I, I appreciate that. And I think that's, you know, that, that we just need to continue to have more conversations like this. I just think it's great for the community and great for people to hear what's going on and uh, and understand what everyone's working on. Because I think at the end of the day, we're all working toward the same goal, which is to be ha- healthier and happier. And that's it. It's not much harder than that, to be honest. I agree. Happier, healthier humans, man. I'm all about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we sign off, um, and I know you said it's going to take too long, but we're going to do it rapid fire style. Nikki, what is your feelings about the situation in Ukraine and what kind of resolution are you looking for? Ah, well, um, so my family is from this, like honest answer. My family is from Ukraine. Um, technically Ukraine, I guess my family's from a country that no longer exists anymore because the former Soviet Union is not a thing. Um, but they just came, they came to this country about 42 years ago. So, um, you know, ties run deep. And it's really difficult for me to just see and hear of like, no, no one wins. That's, that's really where I'm getting to. That's my honest answer. It's like, nobody wins. There's no one, there's no good guys and bad guys. There's just like politicians who are ruining this for everyone. And that's, that's shitty. So no matter what side you're on, everybody loses and that sucks. So just like an end to 
the stupid unnecessary war is what I need. That's what I need. Right on. I'm with you on that. And then pivoting really fast. Let's talk about this Roe v. Wade situation. We got what looks like a change in the legislation. What are your feelings on that situation? That's my feelings are you want to lose like 500 followers in a day post that you want basic human rights for women on your Instagram. That's what I learned from this situation. Okay. Like that, that like literally happened to you. You yeah. said, I want basic human rights for women. And people yeah. were like, fuck that noise yeah yeah Yeah. i was like how how about some like autonomy over my own fucking body and everyone was like peace out bitch and i was like you you probably never should have been here to begin with fair enough yeah because i will i will die on that hill 100 percent. there are two hills it's it's crazy it's a hill to argue about right i know it's insane but there (laughs) there are two hills i will die on and i don't care if i piss anyone off with either one of these one is like don't tell me what to do in my fucking body women's rights and women's rights to healthcare is abortion is part of health services and nothing else and two is same-sex marriage i will die on both of those hills forever i heard an interesting um conversation about it listening to some um constitutional review lawyers from one from yale one from harvard making a case for why they stand by rights for women but that it shouldn't be a judicial decision it should be a legislative decision and therefore you know roe v wade being unconstitutional but then somebody made a counter argument to it talking about forced labor and that you cannot force somebody to labor and pregnancy is a form of labor and if i force you to carry that is forced labor and if you don't then offset the cost of that experience then not only are you forcing me to labor i'm not even being fairly compensated for my labor and that if you really value human life then you should make this up even if this just this thing let's not even get into universal health care but just this thing right it shouldn't really cost me money since it is a life-saving and community-serving practice if I do in, end up having to have a child at the behest of another individual. Absolutely. Which, we would argue Absolutely. is taking away rights in the first place. Yes. Anyway. I mean, you can, you can make that argument all the way down the line through child care, through yeah. maternity, paternity leave, through all that. You can, make, you can keep making that argument through um, education and you know, free education and like all that. So you can, you can make that argument for the rest of the life. Like, when, when, do you, when are you going to stop giving a shit about that life? What? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then our last thing, what would you do in terms of gun legislation? <sighs> That's a tough one because I, I kind of, I live and die by the constitution, right? I spent so long as a journalist and I, I believe in the first amendment. I believe in the things that are written in our constitution, but I believe that it's elastic for a reason. And people seem to forget that. Yeah, That was like, that's the whole point is they like wrote this and they were like, and like, make it work for you. And like, no one seems to remember that. I just think that Man, I just think that there's a level of weapon, a a level of weaponry that we don't need in the home and that I don't think that – I honestly don't have a problem with all guns. I think that it's okay in a a way, but I think that we need to have more – we need to have more control over who can get their hands on these. Oh, I'm with you. I'm I'm super programmed. I've got – I've got – three in my house. I've got, I've got I one that's up in Washington. Yeah, I don't a, have a, a problem with them. I have them in my house. They're not mine. They're my husband's. And I don't personally don't really feel very comfortable around them because I've never been trained on them, but I don't really have a problem with them. I just have a problem with the free reign, you know? Yeah. No, I wouldn't mind if it was like incredibly difficult to get. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind that either. And like, I know that, that people like accessorize like people dress up their guns like barbies like it's like a whole freaking hobby and i get that i don't i truly don't have a problem with it who dresses their guns up like no i'm serious like like when you have 
when you have people, and I almost said dudes, but I guess it could be anyone. But when you have people who are like, oh, here's like the green clip, and then here's like the pink right. one, no, and then, whatever. Like there's, and that's fine if it's your hobby. I don't really care. But like, do you need like a bazooka under your bed, <laughs> number one? And also like. All right, firing a bazooka would be awesome. Them. I was going to say the answer is yes. I, yes. I do. <laughs> if I could have a bazooka, I would have a bazooka. Well, no I'm gun, not, I'm just not... bazookas for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, bazookas I'm not everyone. well educated enough on the subject to say one way or another. Like I know that like the number of rounds is kind of like in question that you should be able to have or that your gun can fire all in one moment like i'm not saying it right because i don't know enough about it but i all i can say is like the things that can cause massacres i don't think that we need them in our homes i just don't and then final question and this one like i'm not trying to be polarizing but it's just it may come off that way is a hamburger a sandwich that's a great question and my answer is my answer is yes it is a sandwich yes I'm, i'm in sandwich camp too but I think it's like a rectangle square situation. I think I think that a hamburger is a type of sandwich, but a sandwich is not always a hamburger. Boom. All right. Well, I think I, I think I've sufficiently pissed off enough people on this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that he asked all the questions to you and just left me out of it all together. So I can just feign ignorance on yeah, all no, of no, them. You're I not losing followers tonight. Now we're moving to you. Okay. okay. So John, as a cisgender hetero white male. <laughs> of very handsome by the way very reasonable handsome. affluence based on the number of guitars i see behind you <laughs> what are you doing to create opportunities for women and minorities in the crossfits no i'm just kidding <laughs> literally nothing in the crossfit space but a lot in the actual business space for whatever that's worth oh yeah yeah He's like, I only I, uh, hire black and Latino women ages 22 I, I only to 26. Hire black <laughs> no, but I can, I can, I mean, I can start spouting statistics at you, but I have about, a, I have about 80 employees that work for me. I can Yo. tell you because I recently ran some numbers because I had to go to, you know, we, we do meetings all the time and we're bankers. So we're always running statistics. Um, about 70% of my workforce would consider themselves, would self-identify as diverse. of my leadership team and manage like leading management positions are uh, female and 60% of that team would identify as diverse. And those are all hired by me. And, and for the record, that wasn't like, I didn't sit out to go, all right, I'm going to hire women and diverse candidates. You just hire the best person for the job, but you interview enough candidates to make sure you've got a diverse slate to pick from. And I pick the best people. And by the way, they're all really damn good at their jobs. Hey. Every one of them. And I'm really proud of that. Not because I'm special, but because I have a great team, you know, and but you got to do that. It's important. You know, I dig it. What it's is important. your LSIT time? My what? LSIT time? LSIT. You're training your LSIT, right? You do CrossFit. So when you're constantly varied, I know you're training your LSIT. <laughs> No, I'm 51 years old. I'm not training my LSAT. Who are you talking to? Come oh, on. I bet I bet you could crush an LSAT, John. You you have abs now. What about max could. consecutive triple unders? <gasps> oh, triple unders? I can't do triple. I can do a shit ton of double unders. Yeah, we're moving on. This is the era of the triple under. Oh, the I can't era do triple, of the triple under. Oh my god, I didn't know. No one sent me the memo. No, I'm I'm announcing it right now. Oh. We're coming into the season of New Fraser and the Triple Under. <laughs> Blazer and the Triple Under. Yeah, I can't. I've never even attempted a Triple Under. I'm real good at dubs, though. Rock I'll up. Try it. I'll try it. Can you do backwards dubs? 
No. I, I can. I don't, I don't as a regular practice. Oh. They're cool. They're cool to watch. Mm. I want to come to San Diego and fire guns with Jordan now, though. Oh, please do. I, I love have We got a guest room. I got this. The, I'm in my backyard right now. Check out this home gym I got behind me. Wait, this is your home gym? Yeah. This whole time, I thought you were podcasting at your affiliate. You have a rock wall in your home gym? <laughs> yeah, we got to make it fun for the kids. Oh, my wow. God. Look at that. We're moving in with you guys. Yeah, no, we built sure. this. We built this. When we moved in here a year ago, we built this structure in the backyard. Yeah, so it's taken a while because it costs way too much. Mm. mostly because of all the stuff in here, but I could have a rock wall if I didn't have a guitar addiction. <laughs> That's my problem. I have a dopest home gym on earth addiction. And like, there's, there's, it's way too, it's way too much for like a couple people working out at home. Right. Because you don't, you still go to your affiliate that you also have. <laughs> no, my affiliate's in Seattle. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I got a, I got a manager who is awesome and like just, legit incredible and yeah he he stepped in about 18 months ago and so worked he's like a partial owner now cool and taking fantastic care of the people there like i mean just taking absolutely wonderful care of them okay so then you need this sick home gym that's totally justified i do every once in a while i get lonely and so i started going so once a week i go to a boxing gym cool and then i try to get over to, and I don't do it enough, but like Invictus is like two miles away. Yeah. And they are fat. In fact, when I first moved to San Diego, I went in there and I just, they're just, they're, they're so nice. I went in there just, I wanted to go to open gym. I showed up 10 minutes late for class on purpose so that I couldn't possibly have to take the class. Cause I just wanted to, we had just moved in. I'm like, I was unpacking all day. I want to go work out in the corner and I walk in and fucking Karen Martin is at the front desk. And I mean, she's just like a ball of sunshine. I mean, just, and just like grabs me immediately. And then CJ had me teaching a class. CJ, you got time for Jordan. You got space for Jordan, right? And then makes me take this class and people are introducing themselves. The number of members that were like, are you going to join? I'm like, do you work here? And like, no, I just love it. You should totally become a member. <laughs> like the community that kid has built is incredible. Uh, so every once in a while, uh, I'll hop in there. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm such a homebody now. Like I got, mm-hmm. I work from here. I work out here. So Chris and I come out here and it's, I find it very difficult to leave the house these days, even though I should. That's fair. And he's got a real microphone down there, which is unusual for a guest on a podcast. You know, I take my audio seriously. I started doing some content creation and recording for, like I do some affiliate interviews that I, you know, at some point want to share with other affiliates and... So that's what it's for. So I got, I got, I got all the things I got the, I got the lights here. So like, you can just really see, you know, there's yeah. my nice, like yeah, milk chocolatey brown. <laughs> Love it. Sometimes we, we go for a more, it's <gasps> like artistic look. That is, it's like studio lighting. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I, feel that, I feel the need to compete now with the studio lighting. And, uh, oh, oh. Look at this guy. <laughs> okay. Fancy. Y'all, I'm just trying to make it so you can't see all the dirty laundry on the bed. <laughs> yeah. That's that's always Nikki's goal. Just use the fake background so nobody can tell what the hell's going on behind her, well, which I like when, I've never had a home office before. So when COVID happened, I was like, all right, cool. I guess the spare bedroom is my new like computer room. But that's where all the that's where all the clothes go. 
when they aren't folded for two weeks. That's where they live. So I have a hard, we have like, that's, it's usually just towels and bedding on our guest bed, like just piles of it. Yep. Uh, I refuse to let the clothes migrate to another part of the house. Oh. But I know it's a common thing. The number of houses I've been in where the guest room is just an extra closet. Yep. I'm uh, so bad. I just, I have no time. I have no time to put laundry away. Like no, there's I, no, I, feel you. I don't know. And like my husband, God bless him. Like he just, he does all of the laundry, all of it. I haven't run our washing machine in two years. Because <laughs> years ago I started my own company. And ever since then it has been like, it's just all work all day and all night. And he likes to say that he's watering his investment, quote unquote. Yes. So, the plan is like have more kids and he can just like be stay at home dad. And then I'll keep growing this company. So he's like, I'll just do all the laundry. I'll just do all the dishes. And then like, eventually he'll fold the clothes, but they'll still live on the bed. Cause he doesn't know where to go. So if I just leave them there, they'll get done. Truly. Oh no, here I'm my clothes. So I got three ladies in the house, two daughters and a partner and nobody likes to put clothes away, but me. Oh yeah. But I don't, I don't, I want my clothes away. I know. Yeah, I know. I want them away, but not more than I want to like get to all my emails today, you know? No, I feel you. I feel you. In fact, a term I heard on this show that I, that I was delighted by and, and offended by, it was floor drobe. That's me. That's my floor. This whole room is my floor drobe. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So loved it conceptually, but I'm like, oh, that makes me like the thought of it. I'm like, yeah, oh, you're the mat. You're the mat. Do dishes the people- in the sink bother you too? Does what? Dish, dishes in the sink. Um, like there's a limit, like there's a line. I'm like, I can take it to a certain point and yeah. then it has to be addressed. Um, but I find that there are certain things. So Kristen, my partner, she, I haven't cleaned the bathroom in a year. She crushes that. And mm-hmm. I'm super grateful. I have, I've run the washing machine maybe once a month. Yeah. Um, but it gets run <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Yeah. As anybody with fitness outfits knows. Yeah. That. Oh my God. Ain't that so the much truth. laundry Good between Lord. fitness and children. So much laundry. So she's so much there's fitness and babies. Holy yeah. shit. So she's laundry, said, like bathrooms, yeah. vacuuming, all the stuff. Um, and, and so grateful for it. So I can't really like complain too much about there being clothes on the floor, but a clean kitchen gets me more action from her because oh. if there's a thing she could be coming out to tell me like, Hey, you want some of this? and see the dirty kitchen and that like derails the whole situation uh, yeah so that is a very strong motivator to okay new dishes see i could just live like a like a 14 year old boy like, <laughs> like is this clean it's been in the hamper for two weeks is this the clean hamper or the dirty hamper i don't know it's totally <laughs> fine don't worry about it it, I'm, it's bad. It's real. I don't know why I'm so like messy and I, I clean it up for Matt. Cause he's like anal about that kind of thing, but it's just amazing that if, you know, the longer I leave the laundry on the bed, eventually it'll get made. And the more dishes I leave in the sink, uh, they get done. So yeah. <laughs> have you seen that YouTube video about the magic table? <laughs> I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. It is. That's like me. Yeah. But in fairness, in fairness, like I am messy, but in fairness, it's because I'm also very busy. That's true. No, no, I, to- I totally understand it. I, yeah. I just have, and she is very, so she just finished her first year of law school. Yeah. And so like, you know, she gets a lot of grace during the year, but like, I'm like, mm, your summer work is not that right. complicated. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I get that. But during the year, she has almost nothing for anybody else. Yeah. I get it. You know, my favorite new thing is Nikki. People will remember terms from the show like floor drobe. 
And I did I don't remember you ever saying that. Oh, yeah. And people will like start tagging us in like quotes that we said uh-huh. on the show. And I'm like, I don't remember that shit at all. I don't remember the, any of it. What was the one that was like sack tap, but it wasn't? It was clam slam. Remember? Clam when, slam. Clam that one slam I remember. It was like such a big thing. And we like almost yes. made shirts that said clam slam. Who are we? Clam slam? Is that like yeah. sex or punching somebody? No, it's like I, when you like. <laughs> if a guy gets hit in the balls, you know, that's, it's the same thing for women, but it's called a clam slam. Oh, I'd never heard that before. Yeah, this this uh, woman uh, from she's from my hometown sent me a video of a box jump. I used it in a meme, and she had the box turned at an angle, so her feet are jumping on the corner. Yeah, so you know what's about to happen. Absolutely, and she, and she misses and clam slam, and she hits <laughs> hard, bro. Like she hits so hard. I felt so bad for like, but it was so funny. <laughs> it really was. Permanently I mean, I damaged feel bad. It's like one of those moments where you're just like, oh, sweetheart. No, but I got to post this. It's the best video I've ever seen. And uh, that was the caption. It was like clam slams for time or something. I forget, you know, something like that. And we talked about it on the podcast. And next thing you know, man, like. The number of clam slams. Were like we got so many DMs and emails and everything about clam right slam. and then it like opened up this whole huge thing where like i remember for like weeks we were going on urban dictionary and just like reading all the different terminology that there is for vagina and holy there was man i'll never forget it was just like nights and nights of like belly laughs where i was like like meat wallet where we even came up with that like <laughs> oh, so good like, yeah urban dictionary is a great place to, like review with friends oh, like god. for like oh my god good laughs years in, yeah that's an entirely different episode. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, this has been fun. I didn't expect the last 15 minutes of controversy, but <laughs> you should put a trigger warning on the beginning of this episode. <laughs> it, I know. Fortunately, I stayed out of the fray, so I should be good. I should be good. I make no apologies for my beliefs. None. I'm I, well, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Plant your flag, enough, stand by. Everyone it. seems to think they know how I believe on all these issues. They'd be very surprised on both. That's of them. true. Yeah. That is very true. I, my mom was here over the, for the last few days and my daughter was graduating and, and, you know, they're from the deep South, you know? And so we had a lot of talk about gun control and guns and, you know, all that stuff. It was really, it was really kind of interesting that you have to, and I'm not going to get into all that, but it's interesting as you start to explore your feelings after things have happened, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it really is. And I think that's, you know, kind of tying all together i think that's something i've always loved about crossfit is it forces you to expose your weaknesses and like really start to question why you do things like now i'm sitting here going why am i not doing triple unders like what the fuck like, <laughs> you know only because you said it you know and why am i not working on l sets i work on a lot of shit i work out six days a week like i work hard you know and now i'm sitting there going i'm missing some stuff you know and i think that's the thing i love about it and you know, I think it's important to challenge yourself. And so I appreciate that's, you know, what you guys are, I think you're continuing to do at the affiliate level is, you know, push us to continue to grow and do different things. And the fact that you guys are willing to listen to a lot of us that are still holding on to the past is, is equally important. So thanks for what you guys are doing, man. It's, it's good work. No, just, you know, a lot of good folks trying to carry this torch and there's a lot of good stuff in the past, right? I mean, yeah, we foundational stuff. I've, I've got the hundred words of fitness, like as a sticky note on my desktop. And just to run it, like I, it stays in the top corner. I can see it every single day because uh, I think there's important stuff. And it's just a little reminder to me that the start of this thing carried 
90% of what we're still doing today. We've learned a lot, right? You know, we've had the, that old term like the black box, right? We don't know why thrusters and pull-ups produce the result. Well, yeah, now we know what's happening on the cellular level, but still, we're still just doing thrusters and pull-ups, right? It hasn't yeah. elevated past that thing because what was put in motion was really, really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, in guitar, the guitar world <laughs> for all my guitars, people often talk about Fender Telecaster. Like when Leo Fender created it, he got it right on the very first try. Yeah. They've never improved this guitar in a hundred years. It's the exact same guitar now as it was when he created it, you know, and, you know, little tweaks here and there, but for the most part it's identical and he hasn't, they've never had to change it because it's perfect. And I feel that way about CrossFit. Like, you know, say what you want about Greg and his complexity. That dude got that shit mm -hmm. right. <laughs> he got it right early on. And there's been so many smart people coming on, layering onto it, continuing to get it right. I just think it's it's such a really cool space for sure. Absolutely. And well, it, I love that you guys are serving it so effectively. Like I genuinely do. I think you guys have a heart for every aspect of this community and it and it resonates in the content that you put out. And so I'm super grateful that you let me be a part of it. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks. Think how powerful I'm going to be when I get my level one. Wow. I Watch know. out, world. Unstoppable. Basically, <laughs> first step, level one, next stop, seminar staff, and then the CEO hunt for CrossFit will be complete. <gasps> Look at here. He's got his L1 now. Well, I guess we're done looking. <laughs> Look, he is a bald guy with glasses. I'm just throwing that I out think there. They so. look like Eric now. I don't know why they don't give me the job. Come on. <laughs> like, bitch stole my look. We said that from the very beginning. Sure. Maybe that was. Maybe that was the problem. I don't Although know. Although I'm really excited about the new, the interim CEO, Allison. Like, I think she yeah, is so smart and so talented. 10 years of legit CrossFit experience, like at Park City, right? You like who better to study under than Chris Spieler to get your CrossFit education? Yeah. And Eric O'Connor. Uh, yeah, she's the real deal. Like, like I said, Gary, Gary earlier was early real deal. So is Allison. Like, we got some well, incredible people steering the ship. Oh, we need to get her on the show. Oh, Somebody get her on the show. One of yes. great. Yeah, her resume is just insane. So insane. Yeah, she's I awesome. I highly recommend you get on the show. All right. I will stop detour derailing your efforts to wrap this up, John. I will let you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. And uh Nikki, get some rest, man. You're tired. I, I know. Can tell. Yeah. So Get some rest. Give that baby a kiss for me. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us this evening, and we will chat with you guys soon.